Hello, friends. Sarah here uh, with Jeff, as per usual, back with another episode of This Changes Everything. How are you doing there, Jeff? I'm doing really good, Sarah. Oh, something I want to bring up. I get so many... So I think it was one of our very first episodes where mm-hmm. I talked about how I'm not into camping. And oh, yes. you are very into camping. And I get messages... Yes. All day long from people that are also not into camping. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. okay. I thought this was going to go no. the other way. Yeah, All right. Like, Thank you for speaking up for us non-campers. And I can't stand it either. And they send me memes and jokes about hating camping. I've like somehow unlocked this community of non-campers. <laughs> what? Okay, see, this does not go in the opposite direction because all of my camping peeps are busy camping, so they don't have time to send memes. There's no service out there right. in the woods. Oh, it does not go. How come I'm not getting these messages? I, because, yeah, the non-campers are sitting on their couches. Winter's coming. Where, where are you at? Exactly. I know you're, I know you're cozy inside the cabin mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Come on. So I love it, and I'm here for it. Keep on sending me all your funny memes. Okay. But I also want to say that, like, in our last episode... Um, we were talking about, I, I mentioned how I've like never had a nocturnal emission. I, I don't want to join that club. Like if you have like ideas of how I could make that happen, Got I don't it. need to hear it. He doesn't need, re- remember I tried some advice and he's like, Sarah, please. <laughs> I've tried it all. We're, we're just going to accept yeah. that this is this how, is how it, is. it is. We can either Accept the behavior, work to change it. And you've already tried the work exactly. to change it thing, so let's go the acceptance Yeah, I'm route. fine with it. But I, there's like there's these funny things that people latch on to in some of these episodes where they're just like, here, here's more information. I feel like that might be something yeah. that people latch on to that I don't need more information about. So I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. 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 Well, I could imagine, you know, there's a large percentage of women who struggle with orgasm. Mm. And so if that was something that was, and you know, so much of it is, is mental and, you know, maybe connected to trauma. Mm -hmm. There's so many layers Mm -hmm. to that. So I can imagine maybe if you are a woman or a man who has struggled with reaching orgasm, say you for a long time, and then somehow you have some sort of, I hate this word, but I'm just going to use it breakthrough in that. I don't know why I hate it. It feels so like loaded or something like everybody's looking for that. Sometimes that doesn't happen. So, uh, you know, maybe you have something like that. Uh, uh, Oh my gosh, this new information or experience that changed it for them. And then you just want so bad for other people Mm -hmm. that you care about to experience the Mm -hmm. same breakthrough. But in the same way, like diets don't work, the, the same diets don't right. work for everybody. And anybody who's like, oh, you should definitely do this. Anytime it starts with a should, mm-hmm. you'd be like, okay, mm-hmm. well, that works for mm-hmm. you. But maybe. And I get it. You're trying to be helpful. You found something that works for you. So you want it to work for me as well. Right. Yeah. It's coming from a good place. Yeah. But sometimes we don't need right. to get, yeah. Anyways, just putting that out there. Um, I really enjoyed yes. those. Unless it's camping, <laughs> anti camping, right. in which case, Give him all the support ever. Yes, yes that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. But today yes. we're not we're not talking about camping or sexy questions. What are we talking about today, Sarah? Today we are talking about I don't know, everyone's least favorite slash favorite subject, anxiety. Yes, anxiety. There's so many things that we talk about with anxiety. Um 
Absolutely. It's one of the most common uh, yes. uh, disorders, you'll say. Mm-hmm. I even hate that word, like, you know, labeling people and stuff like that. But uh, a physiological and emotional. Yes. And cognitive experiences mm-hmm. that yeah anxiety and especially post pandemic oh my god especially anxiety <sighs> and depression are sort of like the two classic things that a lot of people come into for therapy right yes mm-hmm. yes often linked oh my and, god. and similar you know but there's anxiety is your mind in the future uh-huh. and depression is your mind in the yeah past. that's a really like good concise way to explain yeah. it. We're anxious because we can't predict the future. Anytime we've ever been like, this is how it's going to happen, boop, 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 that, you know, our anxious brain wants to try to predict the future to feel safe and say it's just an illusion, safety. This is an illusion of safety. So we're plan, 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 anxious, 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 because we're planning what we're going to do in the future. Mm -hmm. Never Mm -hmm. happens how we expect Mm -hmm. it. So our brain (gasps) feels anxious about Mm -hmm. that. And then when we're feeling depressed, it's our mind living in the past with things we can't change. Yeah. Can't change that. And I'm so I'm sad mm-hmm. about it. I love the way that you explain things. <laughs> I think that it's like, yeah, yeah, really easy to understand. I think a lot of people can relate to that. And it's a really good way to sort of like define these things. There's, have you struggled with a lot of anxiety in your life? Absolutely. You know what I've, I, a lot of mine was linked to ADHD. Mm-hmm. And so there was, before I was medicated and anytime I'm not medicated, there's this feeling that I know I'm supposed to do a whole bunch of stuff, but I can't remember what it is I'm supposed to do. So there's this feeling, you know, I kind of think about my, my future self, my past self, and my present self. And I'm always so nervous that like future self is going to mess everything up. So I'm like, uh, present self is like, okay, future self, you got to do this, 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 this. And really worried about them and then like sad because past me didn't do those things and i'm like oh gosh i'm really bummed that i didn't get everything on my to-do list done and i forgot to do this this Mm -hmm. and this and i didn't get that thing into the mail like Mm. thank god they keep extending the loan forgiveness stuff because (laughs) like it is really a blessing for people with adhd so i think a lot of my and you know i went to a therapist for both anxiety those and depression feelings and she was like, I think you have ADHD. Mm. And that was like the 20th mm-hmm. person to say that. And, uh, and then, yeah, and everybody else in my family has it too. Why I thought maybe I didn't have it. Who knows? Um, and then, uh, the doctor that first prescribed me my meds was like, so cut and dry with it. He was like, no, you don't have any of that. You just have ADHD. Mm. It's fine. Just take the meds. And he was really did talk like that. I was like, Oh, okay. It's fine. I'll mm-hmm. take, them. you know, he was very like, no, I don't care. And I go, but, but I have trauma and all that. He's like, nope, doesn't matter. This is what it is. And I was like, well, okay. It was a little bit more than that, but yes, I, to answer your question. Yes, I have felt (laughs) feelings of anxiety. How about you, Jeff? (laughs) Um, yeah, I've, I've struggled with anxiety on and off, mostly on for most of my life. And it hasn't, I think maybe not until pretty recently, maybe the past like five years, do I feel like I've gotten a really good hold on it Mm -hmm. but it used to be and when I was really little when I would get anxious I would faint a lot 
You would faint? I fainted so much when I was a kid. Um, and I would usually get really anxious about wow. like if I might get hurt or a friend is going to get hurt if I'm like playing a sport or if I'm out on the playground or if somebody actually did get hurt or somebody started to bleed, I would just poof, drop to the ground. Um, so my anxiety just sort what? of like that. Um, well, what? I mean, the empathy is oh. just like, yeah, it makes sense. You're a therapist. Right? Yeah. I mean, I would just get so overwhelmed with all the feelings that my body would just like whoosh, shut down. And it would like dissociate or, you know, so I, I fainted a lot when I was a kid. So I didn't even actually get a chance to feel my anxiety because I fainted so quickly. And then as I grew up into like teenage years and into college, I didn't faint as much, um, although I still am prone to fainting. <laughs> um, and are you very tall? Oh, I'm 5'11". So I'm just sort of like. That seems tall. It's a normal, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. I feel like maybe I, does blood have far to move? Why are you faint? Like, like I don't know. That was like a crazy thing. This see, this is what happened. This is why we have another show on Brain Candy spinoff called Things We Got mm. Wrong. Because I just shout out medical stuff. Like I don't know. Are you tall? <laughs> that like like that has anything to do with it? it I'm sure does it not probably doesn't have anything. But, but it's a good question. No, just don't know why I um, thought of that. And then maybe it's like how far you have to fall. I'm like worried about head injury. I hit my head when I was a kid a lot. Um, oh my gosh. See, that is scary. Mm-hmm. It was very scary. It was concerning. But is it hard for you to watch things like the X Games and like things where people fall? Um, yeah. I mean, it's hard for me to watch. I can't watch like boxing or MMA, um, oh, anything yeah. like any fights yeah, or people crazy. going into surgery or something like, uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll faint pretty quickly. Mm. But then, but the, the fainting kind of stopped when I was mm. in college and it turned into just sort of like the anxiety manifesting where I would feel really lightheaded or I'd feel really sweaty or I would feel really yeah. just like my heart was pumping. I would feel really nervous. And then there's like this really funny way where it manifested for just a very short while where I graduated from grad school. I got my grad degree. I moved to Portland, Oregon, and I was like, I'm going to be a therapist and start my private practice. So I was like starting my practice when I was a 24-year-old baby therapist and I started seeing clients and I was feeling anxious about it in session like a normal new therapist would feel and the way that it that it manifested like my anxiety was that it kind of felt and this is okay if we laugh at this like it's kind of a funny story yes. but yes. it felt like I needed to pee like I felt really anxious and I was like oh, I need to pee but I was like I know I don't the nervous yes, pee. The nervous pees. And I was like, I know I didn't I don't yes. have to pee, but it kind of feels like I need to pee. And then that feeling turned into like, I think I might pee my pants. Like I don't I like might lose control and pee my pants. And then it manifested in this way of like, I'm definitely peeing my pants right now. <laughs> and it felt like okay. pee was coming out, but there was no pee. But it was like this phantom pee feeling of yeah. like, oh my God, I'm peeing my pants. So while I was talking to the clients, I'd have to kind of like glance down at my pants oh to my be like, gosh. am I actually peeing my pants? That'd be horrible. And then I got like really nervous of like, oh no, every session I do, I feel like I might actually pee my pants. And I was so embarrassed. I feel like I have to pee my pants as you're talking about this. Sarah, this I was so embarrassed that like I might actually pee my pants. And I was like, the only way I can feel comfortable is if like there's these two options I feel like I had. I either have to wear a diaper or somehow wear a condom, like, so that it could, like, catch. How was that going to catch everything? But it felt like those are. See, this is a, you know what? You are doing such a good job of illustrating Mm -hmm. the different 
aspects of anxiety, the physiological, Mm -hmm. the cognitive, and the emotional, and why it is anxiety, because it's all of those three coming together. You have a very physiological Mm -hmm. feeling. All of a sudden, you become very cognitively Mm -hmm. aware of it. You have an emotional connection to it because you want to do a good job at work. Boom, boom, boom. Check, check, check. And you, perfect recipe for an anxiety. Exactly. Not even panic attack, but anxiety. So I decided to stop being a therapist at that moment. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know if this is for me. This is ridiculous. I, I got to know more about the, con- <laughs> the, what did you think was good? I really want to know. I know people are like, they're like, Sarah, go back to that. <laughs> we know you had ideas, but we have, let like, him say you, what if, he was going to say. Can, about I mean, this. it'd be really tricky because it's not like I'm aroused. Right. <laughs> like, so right. like, Oh, okay. I see. We're maybe somehow, like, Water like balloon, water balloon halfway is, full. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Okay. I see this. Uh, <laughs> anybody who's filled up a water balloon and let go of the uh, <laughs> right. nozzle, that connection right, uh-huh. right there, knows exactly what happens yes. and is getting that visual, which is what I would imagine would happen, which I, I, I feel like your solution – this. This is you planning what future you is right. going to do. I know future me is going to pee in my yes. pants. So I'm going to block it. I'm going to come up with somehow block it. And in a way, this is what I tell clients. You can trust. See how present you even came up with the idea to do mm-hmm. that for future you who might be in their mm-hmm. pants and because they can't control themselves. Present you is the one who has solved every single problem you've mm-hmm. ever had. Mm-hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. You had a problem. Guess what? Present you solved right. it. The, the, so you don't have to worry about future you because present you has got this shit. I like to say my own little version of that is like y- you yeah. will have all the data you need and the appropriate tools in order to cope with what's ever happening in that moment. Right. So same sort of thing that you're yes. saying, um, because when we think about future selves, like we think that we're going to be totally <sighs> helpless or overwhelmed and we're not going to be able to handle it. But you're right. We have gotten through every single moment of our lives so far. And did you ever pee your pants? I, I never ended up peeing my pants. Um, Cause present you used the skills yeah, and the tools yeah, exactly. that you had as an mm-hmm. adult to clench that urethra <laughs> and <laughs> focus on something. Although, else. however, I don't know, that might be a little bit of a lie. Um, Eventually, the pee pants thing went away. I'm fine. I don't. If, if a client is listening to this, I never feel like I need to pee my pants in front of you. Like I'm worry, totally guys. confident, yeah. and it's great. But I do still sometimes suffer from fainting. So about five or six years ago, I got like I felt very anxious. I was with my wife at the time, um, and we were at a restaurant, and I had to like leave the restaurant and go outside and get some air. And I sat in my car just to kind of like calm down, but I was so overwhelmed that I fainted. And when I faint, it's not like a cute, like, oh, look, Jeff is so adorable, just sort of sleeping. It's like, did Jeff just die? Like, what is something <laughs> is wrong with Jeff? Like, his face is not. Well, yeah. But sometimes when I faint, I faint so hard that I pee my pants. And so I peed my pants. Oh, well, when that's I not, that's, that's different. That's very different. That, well, and, and that's probably where the fear probably. of peeing 
in the yes. in public comes yes. from because you probably did that as a child mm-hmm. and that pro- and it sounds like your awareness of the physiological things amps it up you know how you're talking about intensifying right. emotions mm-hmm. that that probably intends and then as soon as you faint your body's mm-hmm. been like clench and then release yeah. that it's so cliche of like i'm so scared i'm gonna pee my pants but i used to do that and i have done that like <sighs> That is a real the, thing. And so many, you know, any woman woman who's had kids mm. and even, like, knows mm-hmm. that it doesn't take right. much. And I, uh, in my time on reality television on the challenge, I would always get the nervous oh, piece. Yeah. And then they were nice enough to get that audio and clip from the cameras way far away that I did not think were recording oh. me when I say to my partner, I got to pee real bad. And she goes, you just went. And I go, I know, but I got the nervous peas. And then they subtitled what? it. So everybody saw oh. the captions of what I said. Like I was whispering this to her and they put captions oh. up there. So, uh, yeah, nervous, an- anxious peas are, are a real thing. forever in TV history <laughs> oh for me, uh, like on film. Also, me shitting in the woods. That was not not. You can see that in the final on Challenge X's two. Everybody shat in the woods because it was a thirty-six hour oh final. My God, what are you gonna yeah. do? But they only chose to air mine because they think that's oh funny. Surprised I don't have more anxiety. Yeah, seriously. But let's get back yes. to I, this. This has gone in like some interesting directions. I want to talk about right? what's the difference between anxiety mm-hmm. versus worry versus stress. What's your answer for that, Sarah? Yes. Uh, okay. So stress is the things that happen to mm-hmm. you. They're almost like stressors, mm-hmm. like um, you know, traffic for one, and they're. Things may be outside of your control a little mm-hmm. more. Um, things that you're going through, phases of life, uh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. So that's what I classify stress as. Worry is the thoughts about that. Worry goes on more inside mm-hmm. your mind. And then the anxiety is kind of the combination of the physiological feelings, like symptoms of stress that maybe we kind of lean into. Like, um, you know, even when you're sitting in traffic, you can kind of like, you, you have a very natural stress response. Mm -hmm. It's what we're supposed to do. You know, our, our, our bodies are still responding. Like we're being chased by a lion or like there's, you know, Oh, there's Mm -hmm. a bear or something like that. Our body doesn't know, no chill. You're just in traffic. Mm -hmm. Even though LA can feel like the <laughs> anyways um, or Plains of Africa uh, uh, so yes yeah, so you have a physiological response and then when you are stuck in a car and you can't do anything about that can't like run through the, that adrenaline it just kind of sits in your system and you know I say that your brain wants to find reasons to explain mm-hmm. it it has this feeling mm-hmm. and we go because its job is to respond to that. Its job is to go, what is this? Oh, is it because I'm being chased by a mm-hmm. lion? Better mm-hmm. run. And so we try to explain. We don't think, oh, I'm having this physiological right. response because I'm sitting in traffic. So what we tend to do is then worry. Then we start thinking, oh, my gosh, is somebody mad at me? How many people have been driving in the car thinking about how many people are mad at them? Nobody's mad at you <laughs> right now. Everybody's, you're fine. 
and everybody else is thinking that, that people are mad at them. Nobody's mad mm-hmm. at anybody. If they were mad at you, they'd right. tell you. So don't, don't worry. worry about that. I have to tell my this like myself this like a hundred times a day. So we're worry. Our our brain is like feeling this feeling. It's like our mind is carrying around. I almost picture it like a I don't know, like this like tumbleweed, like just like big I don't know, tornado emotional dust pile like in our mind of anxiety. It's like, ah, where do I put this? Where do I put this? Where do mm-hmm. I put this? I know, I'll put it in the first thing I'm thinking, first thing I see. This empty box about work mm-hmm. or this empty box about this. And it just attaches it to whatever. And that thought, that, that mismatching maybe a physiological experience from a physiological, normal stress response to a worry or to another mm-hmm. thought then creates anxiety mm-hmm. and we just kind of it builds and builds and yeah, builds exactly and i want to talk about like what happens in the brain and the body when this is going on. but before we get there on the topic of stress <sighs> right this could not be more perfectly timed <laughs> this is like this entire episode sponsored by <laughs> sponsored by next evo cbd complex i know that you've had yes. Really good results with this recently. Can you tell us about it? Yes. I took some of the stress release complex or stress something complex. Mm -hmm. Um, The chill me the heck Mm -hmm. out complex. Mm -hmm. First of all, there's nothing I love more than an excuse to eat candy. (laughs) And it feels like I'm just having gummy Mm -hmm. treats, gummy bears. Uh, So I have my little like CBD stress complex. And what I notice is I, I do a lot of driving, like like long distance, just going to mm-hmm. the mountain, you know, when we're yeah, camping, yeah, yeah. things we like know. that. And I always notice how much I tap my foot, oh, how much like my, I have like a lot of maybe, you know, physiological symptoms, like whatever mm-hmm. it is. And I can't really chill out. I take some stress relief compound. I take a little CBD, little ashwagandha, good mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm like relaxed. I don't have that little yeah. edge feeling. Yes. And I can slow down a little bit more, check out the fall foliage. Happy Sarah. The reason that I take the natural stress CBD complex is for like those times where I might wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, that's what Eli said. He didn't wake yeah. up in the middle of the night. So I, prob- I, I typically don't wake up in the middle of the night when I take it. But if I do, I'm able to fall back asleep pretty quickly. Which is something that I have a problem with because I can like have those racing thoughts and all of a sudden I feel like more helpless and powerless to those racing thoughts when I'm, when it's nighttime or two in the morning. So that's why it works for me. So if you're interested and if you want to get to the root of stress with the CBD complex from next Evo naturals, you can get 25% off your subscription of order of any order over $50 or more by using the promo code changes at nextevo.com. That's from This Changes Everything. Go to nextevo.com and use promo code CHANGES. Okay, let's get back to what happens in the brain when you're starting to yes. feel really anxious. Because a lot of times, like, one of the things that grounds me and makes me feel better is just remembering what the hell is going on in my brain chemistry. Absolutely. Right? Exactly. So you're getting like really hijacked and flooded by your brain. And a lot of times it's just like a little bitty part of your brain <laughs> that's hijacking the whole rest of your brain. 
Um, and it's that, that part of that, the thing that you've been talking about of like, you know, there's like this like evolutionary psychology part of our brains of like, oh no, we're getting attacked by a bear or a dinosaur. Well, I guess maybe we've never really been attacked by a dinosaur, but but you know what I'm saying. Uh, (laughs) And when that happens, like our brain does have to like trigger into like fight or flight or freeze mode and be like, we need to do something right now. Mm -hmm. So the logical, practical part of your brain, the frontal lobe, the cortex, no, you no longer have access to it. Right. Because you're just shuts down, totally shuts down. You're panicking. And it's the, like the amygdala or the limbic system that just sort of like takes over. That's in that, like your lizard brain that takes over and feels like you have to do something. You have to make a decision right now. Something horrible is happening. Um, but if I can remember that like my frontal brain, my cortex is being shut down, then sometimes I can be like, oh, I'm just going to try to like calm down as much as I can. And we'll get into like maybe how you can calm down, but I'm going to really try to identify with my frontal lobe so I can be a little bit more practical. I see you really nodding while I'm saying I love okay. this because it, it's, it's so important like that to know what the parts of your brain mm. do and, and why... It's just like you said, when you understand how your brain is functioning, like that prefrontal lobe that it handles all of the executive functioning, the nuances, the things that, the things that go, Oh, I I explain it like this. If you go into your room at night and it's kind of dark and you see something in the corner and you're like a monster. And then you flip on the light and you're like, it's not a monster. That is just my jacket Mm -hmm. on a chair. It is your prefrontal cortex that does the, that even before you switch the lights on would, would say, what else could that be? What, what do I know? What mm-hmm. else? Like, let me use my more executive functioning. That is an expensive part of the brain to run. Mm. That muy expensivo <laughs> costs oh, like, yes, my mom lives in Costa Rica. So every okay. now and then the Spanish okay. comes out. So it is it is very expensive to run. And so when you are in a moment where fear takes over and when your brain is in survival and thinks, oh no, I need to reserve all my energy to survive. It's not going to waste the mm-hmm. time keeping the expensive stuff mm-hmm. running. The stuff, it there, it doesn't think, you know, if you're being like, no animal being chased by a lion goes, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. Or, oh, look at that gazelle over there. She looks really great. Maybe I should stop and mate. No, it shuts down all those things because it's like, you just got to run. Yeah, really basic and You just got to survive. Uh-huh. Basic. Yeah. So there's a really great book called uh, What Happened to You that was written by Oprah and... A neuroscientist that I cannot remember the name of, and I'm so... I can never remember I, his I, name I, either. But I, the, the best part about <sighs> this book is that it's a really good audio book. It's a fantastic... Because it's just their exactly. conversation. It feels like an Oprah It's interview. so good. Yeah, very easy to listen to. In that book is one of the most useful charts that I have used in my sessions. It is a breakdown of the functioning of the brain, how we our brain functions in different states. We have a calm state, a fear, alert, alarm, and terror. And in each one of those brain states, in the same way, you know, you can think like our brain has a different state when we're sleeping, you know, like REM cycle and whatever the heck else there's. The other ones. Uh, But there's a different state that our brain is in when we're asleep. There's a different state that our brain is in when we are calm, alert, alarm, fear, Mm -hmm. or terror. 
And on that chart, it shows our IQ. Mm. The average IQ, when our brain mm. is in each of those mm -hmm. states. Your IQ is 50% what it normally mm. is in a calm state when you are in a terror wow. state. So if you cannot, if you, and then we get the feelings about the feelings. Why couldn't I come up with a good idea? Why couldn't I think of this? Uh, I don't know. Cause you are 50% dumber. Like <laughs> that's it. Are you going to beat yourself? No, it makes total sense when you see it on. So I'm so glad you mentioned the parts of the brain, mm -hmm. that, that brain functioning. Cause that chart, mm -hmm. and I will make sure that I post this. Uh, on my Instagram, mm -hmm. I'm Sarah Rice, when this episode mm -hmm. comes out so that you guys can see it. And woo, we'll like make a list of like recommended books. We should oh, definitely we should do that. Do that. Yeah. And this yeah. book, but this book in particular is, is really good and explains yeah. complicated subjects in really like understandable ways and really like normalizes things that are going on. And I think that's a good point that when you're freaking out and you're feeling panicked or overwhelmed with anxiety, you like literally your IQ drops 50%. That's huge. Um, and we're always trying to figure out the solution to the problem mm -hmm. when we're in that state where our IQ is less. Mm -hmm. So I tell my clients, give up trying. We're not doing mm -hmm. that now. Your only goal, that only homework. The only thing you have to do is get to calm. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. it. You don't have to worry about it because guess what? At calm, that's where the answers mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. It's like being lost in a hotel. You can't, don't know what floor you're on. No numbers, no nothing. You got to go back down to the lobby. Look at the key that's always on the lo in the lobby. Oh, that's where I need to go to get right. wherever I'm The going. problem, Sarah, is that you. it's really hard to remember to do that in the moment, right? Ooh, so hard. We got practice, 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 practice when we're yes. calm. Because it doesn't feel like that's actually going to solve the problem. Solving the problem would be solving right. the problem, not actually like feeling calm. But really, like the only way to solve the problem is to get into your wise mind, frontal lobe, prefrontal, you know, all that stuff in order to like yes. think about what's going on, see all the different perspectives and, and all that. So I do want to talk a little bit about how we can – different things that we can do in order to get there. But before we get there, I know that you wanted to talk maybe a little, about, a little bit about – what is the difference between like what's um, anxiety and what is a panic attack versus sort of like what's an anxiety disorder, right? Yeah. 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 And it's hard to, I think anxiety for me, it seems like just sort of like anxiety is kind of like a generalized anxiety sort of feeling that like is, mm -hmm. that could always sort of like be in the background or can be triggered pretty easily. Um, it might not be like hijacking you like in the moment, like a panic attack might. Um, so anxiety is like, it can be like a low grade anxiety. It can also be like a higher grade anxiety, but for those like very acute <laughs> moments of where you like feel yeah. incredibly overtaken, that's more of like a panic yeah. feeling, right? Would you say that a panic attack is not attached as much to a, or I, I think maybe I've heard mm -hmm. this, that it's not attached to a specific, mm. uh, like it can come at any moment. Mm -hmm. Like it's not as, as pointed to like a, a specific stressor. Like, like a stressor that you're typically you were, dealing with maybe or something. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, panic yeah. attacks can strike like that, sort of like at any moment. 
where it feels more unpredictable. <laughs> uh, it comes yeah. on really quickly. And more, a little more intense. More intense. Yeah. yeah. I fared, my brother is a firefighter, mm. and he said a vast majority of the people who believe that they're having heart attacks are just having panic yeah. attacks. Have you ever had a, a full-blown panic attack, you think? One time when I was it, about 16 or 17, I was driving in the car, mm. and this was a terrible time for prescription medication and a terrible time for I don't, the psychiatric and therapeutic world. There was no communication, mm-hmm. I think. And so many, I, I don't know, I feel like so many people were just prescribed whatever. Mm-hmm. They put me on... Zoloft, mm, mm-hmm. which was not what I needed. It was awful. I hate it. I was so young, yeah. too. You should, like 16 uh, or you crazy. It was, and no therapy attached to it, no nothing. It was just, and I had a panic attack in the car when I was driving. And really, it was probably because I drove an old car that every single time I came to a red light, I would have to switch the car into neutral and keep gunning the gas or it would mm-hmm. die. It was a really cool car. It was a Jeep Grand Wagoneer, the kind with the wood paneling on the side that's in every single Uh movie ever. So cool. But it was a piece of shit. So I think maybe it was that combined with being a new driver and maybe stuff that was going on at home. And I just didn't know how to manage whatever it was. And it was so intense. I remember having to pull over and thinking I was like, is this a heart attack? Mm. And then and that was... Then I realized that it's anxiety. And yeah, panic attacks are fucking frightening. Like yeah. they they take a, it's it's so much so that like with anxiety, if I'm feeling anxiety, even a lot of anxiety, it can be like okay, my brain is doing this. These are things that I'm going to cope with, whatever. But if I'm having a panic attack, it's really difficult to be grounded in any sort of reality yeah. because it's so flooding. The, I think there's only like a handful of times yeah. I've ever had, had a panic attack. One time. I had a panic attack and it was, it was so upsetting that like clumps of my hair was falling out. Like my, Whoa, your body went into full yeah, shock, like, fucking shock. Like I was so <sighs> angry and anxious and panicked that like my body was like, <laughs> like I wish I would have fainted. That would have wow. been a much better experience. Um, so yeah. And, and like you're saying, there's like, sometimes it feels like it's a, it's a heart attack that it comes with physical yeah. pain. Um, and you feel like you're yeah. dying. That is a panic attack, right? Yeah. Yes. Ooh, so. that's a, that seems like a, I have, n- I can't think that I've had a lot of experience mm. with, you know, treating panic attacks, mm-hmm. like in the moment, mm-hmm. I think maybe like one or two people but more like mm. friends of mine than like clinically because yeah, I just don't see that as much. And it seems like you would need a lot to shock the system to kind of get out of mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. really, really intense moment. Yeah, a lot of times it's just sort of like waiting for it to and go you away. You just have to kind of like, yeah. it's best if you're with somebody so that somebody can be kind of like this grounding source for you. Yeah. Versus like, okay, yeah. I can rely on somebody. It's But it's it's hard to like, be you know based in reality when that sort of thing is happening so yeah you just kind of mm-hmm. kind of like wait for it to go away you have to like be there with somebody yeah. while they're like guiding you through it eventually like you can you'll you'll still feel a little bit of panic but you'll eventually feel more anxiety where you can start to like 
take the steps that you need to take in order to calm down and feel more present, but it's really difficult. I wonder, is this something where like splashing cold water on your face Mm, mm -hmm. helps? If you can shock your system into, yeah, Yeah, like like you're feeling shocked, but if you can shock yourself back into reality. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of like into the present moment. Just like dunk your head into a (laughs) thing of cold water. It feels like that. Like I see, you see that in cartoons and turns out. Oh, it's a thing. There's, there's, have you heard of the, it's, it's, it's trendy now (laughs) where like people are taking extremely cold showers in the morning. Do you know about this? Oh yes. Yes. We talked about this in the brain candy podcast. There was a, uh, a recipe for like how to be a billionaire or something like that. Or how, like how, what does a billionaire's morning Mm -hmm. look like? And one of the things was like, wake up at 5am, take a freezing cold shower Mm -hmm. You know, drink a smoothie first thing they read for 20, whatever it was. I did like one day of this. And when the cold shower came, I was like, oh, hell no. Yeah, that is painful. It's not for me. But like there's so many people are like swear by it where they're just like, this is amazing. Yeah. This like sits. The cold plunge. It's really, yeah. it is really yeah. good. Yeah. No, thank but. you. Not for me. But I want to talk about like. So we have about 15 minutes left. I want to talk about like very... Um, Man, we could talk about anxiety for I know. There's so many things we can go... We might have to do a two-part We might have anxiety. to. Just, but let's talk about yeah. like things that people can do if they're feeling anxious or if they have... If they suffer from anxiety where they yes. can kind of like move through these moments in a way where it's not as overwhelming and maybe like apply more regular... Um, healthy activities so that the anxiety can kind of like go down a few notches. Are, yes. Do you have like a favorite way to manage anxiety? Uh, you know, I think about that present person. Mm-hmm. So if your brain in the future is anxious and your brain in the past is sad, you're, you're depressed, your present brain is really just that. It's mm-hmm. present. and in the And it can't Co- it can't exist in two places at once. Mm-hmm. So if you can bring it out of that, you know, like anxious side mm-hmm. in, and I think the best way to do that is to do things that are very grounded in this physical space. So, you know, I, I, I laugh cause there was this scene from, uh, Real Housewives. When I was in grad school, it was like the thing that we all did for self care was binge watch like Real Housewives, like watch the Housewives, and then come back to school and talk about. And I mean, like their director was like, "Let me tell you what happened last week on the Housewives." So I'm like, "Oh my god, could you believe it?" I don't. We like loved talking about it. Uh, and uh, so there was a scene where one of the women was definitely having a panic mm. attack or anxiety attack, and and uh, and. One of the other women goes, okay, look around. What are five things you see? What? And I was like, somebody's been to therapy. <laughs> so great. Look at the housewives are getting therapy. And that, like doing the, what are five, like going through our senses. Mm-hmm. What are five things you can see? What are four things you can feel? What are three things that you can hear? Two things that you can smell and one thing that you can taste. Mm-hmm. This is a great way to fall asleep too. And then people are like, taste. Like, yeah, your toothpaste. Mm. Hopefully it reminds you to brush your teeth too. <laughs> Two for one there. So concentrating and focusing on this on the present moment 
you know, there's, there's kind of two ways to do it. You can either do it top down, which is from the thoughts, like what is my mind saying? How do I chill my mind out, get my mind to the mm-hmm. present or bottom up? What's going on in my physical world? How do I get my body to recognize what's happening in the present? Mm-hmm. Yes. Those are kind of my, tricks. I love those tricks. And I, and, and I think you're right that like, in the end, the goal is to like get re-centered into the present moment. So whatever you need to do in order to get there. And you know what I just rem- what that just made, reminded me of is is what the ultimate goal is to tell your brain you're safe. Mm-hmm. And that's it in the in in the phys- in this present moment when you're able to do that, whether recognize your thoughts, don't everything's okay, you're fine. You know, or get yourself into this physical moment. You're okay. Look at how you're safe, and you know, it's kind of like your brain needs to be like, nothing's chasing you, mm-hmm. and you're gonna survive. Mm-hmm. Yes, one hundred percent. Safety, security, predictability. You can slow things down. There's no urgency. It's going to be fine. One of the things. Um, so now, since I've like struggled with anxiety on and off, mostly on for my whole life. Um, I've learned all the subtle signs, all the subtle little like symptoms Uh that start to go off in my body and in my mind that I'm very good at doing something about, you know, so you recognize it when it's at a two, not when it's at a nine. Yes. So usually when I'm talking to clients and we're talking about anxiety or panic or whatever it is, I'm going to have to be like, okay, let's be scientists together and go into the lab and try to figure out that's like, what are all the little things that happened beforehand? Because there's a lot of things that are happening that you're not realizing that you can't quite catch or maybe that happened like really quickly, but if we can slow it down. So for me, um, one of the first things that happens is that my body overheats. Like I start to feel mm-hmm. like warm, a little flush. So I know that if I'm going to start, to, like I'm going into a situation that could cause anxiety, I'm going to have a very cold drink with ice in it in my hand. Hello, you are the perfect candidate for cold showers. <laughs> what? The, the, what? We just found I know, like. Yeah, it's like, I know. I really should try it. Um, but if I'm holding a cold drink in the palm of my hand and it's touching the palm of my hand, then all of a sudden the rest of my body starts to cool down or it can kind of like put like touch my cold hand to my neck or something. And that starts to cool me down. Um, so that's like, that's a really subtle thing that, that I can do. Or I know that like, if I'm starting to feel anxious, something that can calm me down is I can like fidget with something. So on my desk, you can't see it, but there's like little bottle caps Mm. that I fidget with little like um magnets that i get to like um play with in my hand there's always this is self-care there's always something within reach if i can do it where i can just start to like fidget and that starts to make me feel a little bit better um so try to figure out what are the subtle things that happen and how can you address them And, and for me it's cooling down my body it's distracting my body Um, and sometimes it's just asking for help. So a lot of times when we feel anxious, we're just like, oh no, I have to deal with this on my own, but you might very well have people around you and hopefully people that love you or really care about you or are friends with you. Um, or even if you're an acquaintance, like you can just let them know that you're feeling nervous or anxious. It's such a common thing that we all experience that it's easy to relate to. 
And now I'm not experiencing this on my own. I'm telling you about it. So a lot of times I'll do that like on a first date where like if I start to feel anxious or nervous, I'll be like, oh, I'm so nervous. And we'll be like, ah, I am too. And my anxiety drops. Because now... I also do that whenever I get pulled over by a cop. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I have said that two Uh times. And one time it got me out of a ticket. Hey, there you go. Try it. The other time I deserved that ticket for sort of running that red... (laughs) Not red light, stop sign. It's California. Nobody was in it. California stop. You know, what's interesting, side note, is that I grew up in California. And I... Yeah. When I was in California, we didn't call it a California stop. We called it a California roll, which seemed like oh, yeah, a lot yeah. more. It was like the sushi roll. Uh, yeah, yeah, but everyone calls Accurate. it a California stop. Oh, a California roll. Like a roll. California roll. Like a- and you know what? Yes, and it's a different it – is, we do call it that in California. And there's a different emphasis on like where yeah. it's like a California roll if it's sushi and a California roll <laughs> right. if it's the exactly. stop sign thing. right. And I think they called it that because when I moved to Colorado, I noticed they don't put the white lions what? on the ground. Probably because they have snow oh, or something. Right, right. So I kept almost running stop signs. And my friend from California was like, be careful because they don't put white lions on the ground for stop signs. You have to look <laughs> for the sign. Never knew that. And then I was like, oh, that's probably why they called that because California was roll exactly. right over the white line. Yes. Here there isn't even a white right. line. So anyways. 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 Sure. What the heck was okay. I talking about? Anxiety. So asking for help. I want you to be brave enough to ask oh, for yes. help in order to like feel a lot better. Even if it's just like sort of revealing a yes. little bit about what you're going through, it can be really good. I often blame my anxious brain. Or, and sometimes I will ask my partner or friends or whoever for a reality mm. check where I'll say, okay, my cuckoo crazy anxious mm-hmm. brain is saying this this and this and this that you're probably thinking this mm-hmm. this is that just my anxious brain and is that really going to happen or like running through likelihoods like what are the chances that this is actually going to happen because my anxious brain is saying i need to be worried about this do i need to be worried mm-hmm. about this and then somebody around be like absolutely mm-hmm. not I'm like okay thank you for that thought but you know it's so important i think to recognize the emotion and not try to ignore it. You know, I, I kind of think of it as it, it's almost like we're inside our house and the, the emotions are like neighbors or annoying relatives who come knocking at the door and they, they're like, hello, hello, I'm anxiety and I'm here. And if you turn off the lights real quick and pretend you're not home and ignore them, they will start just like an annoying neighbor or relative, start knocking louder. I see you mm-hmm. in there. Let me in. And it just starts to get louder and louder. And what you really need to do, you don't even have to address it in the moment. You don't have to let it in and let it like turn into something bigger. You can just open the door and be like, hey, I see that you're feeling anxious right now. I see that you're mm-hmm. here. I'm really busy with my day. I let me just I I will I recognize that you're here. I can I'm gonna deal with you don't worry and just like looking at the thought just recognizing that it's there the th- it goes oh, okay yeah i'll come back i'll come back mm-hmm. later then. and mm-hmm. leaves yeah but if we don't and ignore it it woo, they get loud what you resist persists sort of thing it's rhymy but it makes sense it, yes. it, and that's the thing so yes. if you're resisting we have to think as therapists yeah. these <laughs> clever little things whether it's the visuals or the rhyme right. things because those are the things that pop into you know, clients' heads when, totally. when they're in the moments. They're easier. Yeah. And I like what you're saying about reality testing. Like, you're not in your yes. right mind. You're not in your wise mind or frontal lobe. So ask somebody else who is. 
right? Yeah. Yes. Um, also, one of the, another thing I really love to do that works really well for me and kind of gets us back in touch with your, with your, with your like executive functioning part of your mind is that when I start to feel anxious, I'm going to pivot into something that my like frontal, frontal lobe or cortex has to operate with. So I'm going to start doing like sort of complicated math. <laughs> or I'm going to do. Wow. Oh, this is yeah. Great. Or I'm going to do like a puzzle game on my phone, right? So that like if I'm really trying to figure out a math equation or a, a tricky puzzle or Sudoku or something, like my anxious brain can't be operating at that yeah. point. I have to be like nope. present right. with what's going on in that math problem. So then my executive functioning. <laughs> you like this one, Sarah? This is I love this because this is taking that. Mm-hmm brain functioning mm-hmm. thing to to the next level and like hijacking the brain right. back exactly. like because you're set by you forcing it into executive functioning mm-hmm. mode you're also telling the uh like automatic mm-hmm. that that you know reptilian right. survival brain everything's fine mm-hmm. because if everything weren't fine you wouldn't be able to get into this right. mode Whoa! Subtle backdoor <laughs> brain messaging. Woo! So I love that it's, so it's much. It's the math that can be really helpful for me. Also, um, same sort of thing. I'll think about. I'll try to like think about something a long time ago and get into the details. So I'll think about like my childhood bedroom. Be like, okay, I'm in my childhood bedroom. I'm imagining what it's like in there. Um, what CDs did I have on my CD rack? And I'll go through all the CDs or I'll like open my closet and be like, what clothes were in there? Or what posters did I have hung up? What did my room look like? What did my computer look like when I would turn it on? What would the desktop look like? And if I can get into those very minute details, my brain has to be like, okay, well, we can't be panicking right now because we're really trying to pull this very specific memory and you've like you're now in your wise mind again. So, how many of you listening just totally pictured Jeff's room and now could probably like draw it? <laughs> Me, I could. Uh, yeah, I've thought about that childhood bedroom a lot because it's very helpful to get me out of anxiety attacks. And it was also like bonus points. It just like felt my like my safe place, right? I was just gonna say, is that kind of yeah. like you you. If you can build, you know, I work with clients to build a safe mm-hmm. place that they can go to that where we, we think of what are the sounds, what are the, what are the things that they can hear with their senses, something that feels very mm-hmm. safe in a way you're just, you know, creating that, right. that different safe environment that, that is an, a, a 100% sure place right. that you're, sometimes your brain doesn't know if this moment right. is safe, but it knows for mm-hmm. sure that that bedroom is mm-hmm. safe, that for me, certain beach that I love yes, in Costa Rica. Exactly. Safe. One more yeah. thing, uh, way to kind of like cope with this. And it's funny that we haven't mentioned it yet, but, um, so your brain is lacking oxygen when you're feeling, oh. right. <laughs> uh, we probably should have mentioned this earlier on, but it's like the so obvious that you, exactly. you forget about right. one. So your brain is not getting a lot of oxygen. Your body is going into panic mode, obviously, because of that. So what you need to do is get more oxygen to your brain. In order to do that is breathing exercises. 
Um, so like yoga breathing, diaphragm, belly breathing, where you're like feeling the breath go in and out. You're slowing down. You're being very intentional where you're flooding your brain with oxygen. And the more oxygen it gets, the more it starts to calm down. This is just like science. This is just what happens. And you're like aiding it. You're like deliberately doing that. Right. Yes. Uh, are you familiar with five finger breathing? No, tell me about it. Oh, I love this one. It's so good for kids, but anything that works mm, for kids mm-hmm. is really just like what we should be doing with adults, but adults right. feel like, mm, I'm too cool. This is not yeah. one of those things. Don't worry. So what you do is you take your pointer finger and then you hold your hand up right in front of you uh, and your opposite hand right in front of you. And you trace starting on the outside of your thumb. You trace up your finger when you inhale. Mm-hmm. And then you trace down into the crease of your finger when you exhale, mm-hmm. and then up, and then down. And that touching, mm-hmm. that, that connection of like the physical connection and having to look at it and with your eyes and see it go up and down. And then it also, if you notice, your fingers are different lengths. Mm-hmm. So it kind of goes a little bit deeper mm-hmm. as you take three breaths and... Yeah. It's a little more controlled, and I love that one. Uh, it's one I do with kids all the time. Sounds perfect. It's a, uh, and you just do both hands, yeah. and then you're chill. There's, I, I don't recommend this, but one of the things that helped me uh, when I was like in my 20s and early 30s is that I was a smoker. And when you're smoking, you have mm-hmm. to really like bring in a lot of oxygen and blow it out. So it's yeah. a sort of like yoga breathing that you're doing while you're smoking. Again, don't recommend the smoking part. I was a swimmer, mm-hmm. had the same mm-hmm. effect because you have mm-hmm. to, and in a way, like I would try to hold my breath mm-hmm. and regulate mm-hmm. it. So yeah. For those of you who don't feel like taking it, <laughs> smoke. Right. There you go. On, I, on the side, I also smoke cigarettes too. So don't worry. I get it. Um, yeah. No judgment. No, no here. judgment at all. So those are some ways, those are some things that you can do in order to try to calm down in the moment. And one of the thing and one of the great things is that like hopefully you'll find like three or so tools that you'll always be able to have with you mentally. And you can always be able to kind of go to those. And that's the thing that calms me down the most is that like I know I have very good coping skills that will be able to get me through some anxious moments and I'll be fine. Yes. I think of it as this a la carte menu that you need to memorize, though. Mm-hmm. So you have to know because in the moment, in like the same way when the waiter comes and they're like, what do you want to order? And you're like, ah, 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 I don't know. And you have to check the menu. You have to have this. There's no menu. Mm-hmm. You have to have the a la carte mm-hmm. menu for what what you mm-hmm. like, what works for you, your favorite that go-to thing, memorized. And so, be, so in that moment of panic... You can pull it out and be like, oh, right. And the best way to do that, same way we'd memorize the menu, you'd go there mm-hmm. and order from it all the time. You got to do the mm-hmm. things. So you got to practice. You know, in therapy, they say you got to do the work. Right. Just so you, everybody knows right. the work is the stuff outside. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they always like you hear that. Oh, you got to do the work. Yes, there is a lot of work that happens in session. I don't want to say that, but the stuff, the stuff in between. This, this is kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, like emotional jumping yeah. jacks, therapy this jumping jacks. Work. You got to do the, to stay healthy. Do your breathing exercises, even in traffic, and then you could recognize what happens to your body. You're like training your body to chill. Everybody's gonna dr- drive a little different in traffic this week. <laughs> Just take a little, take a little, exactly. little. 
Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, you got this. Do like a little self-assessment yeah. of how you feel in traffic. What's your heart rate? What's your breathing? Maybe maybe that'll help you identify some of those early symptoms, those mm-hmm. early feelings of anxiety like Jeff was talking about. So you can drain that tank before it mm-hmm. you know, goes to exploding. Exactly. Uh, it's lovely talking to you about this. You know so much about anxiety. Uh, well, you know. You've lived it. Yeah. Been there with me for so lived it for so long. So, yes. Okay. You Thanks. too. And uh, I can't wait to talk more about this on the next episode of This Changes mm-hmm. Everything. Okay. Bye. <laughs>